name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. This episode's going to be slightly different this time. Here's why. I'm on day one of a two to three day water fast. The difference of two to three will be because of one of two factors. One, I don't want to go in a third day. Two, my work, something at my work that for some reason I have to eat. So I don't know, but I'm just saying minimum of two days. I'm hoping for three, but I don't know. And this is my first one doing this in very, very long time. The last time I did a water fast was about 13 years ago. And, um, this is before I went back to school to become a nutritionist. I was doing reading uh, a lot at that time and thought I would give it a try. Was not prepared. Uh, it didn't go well. I had a two-year-old, uh, we were feeding and it was not a good scene. A little mellower this time. The ground rules that I set for myself this time were and are um, business as usual. So I'm going to work, I'm exercising, I, I'm not paying attention to like, I'm not laying on a couch. I didn't, I, I just want to see if I can pull this off and just kind of do it. It's definitely different this time because, you know, I've been intermittent fasting for almost two years, I think, by the, at this point. Um, many days I don't eat until dinner. I'm fine handling that. My only um, worry slash kind of not a worry is just the coffee thing because I have a couple of espressos per day and being a lot of the fasting people go, you drink coffee and tea drinks. Like, no, come on. Can we just, can you just do it without? So that's a mental thing. Maybe physically you can handle coffee and you're still going to go into ketosis. Fine. It's for me, it's a mental thing. That's it's like, this is like 90% mental, 10% physical. There's no doubt about that. Okay. No doubt about it. So yeah, the way this podcast episode is going to work is this is the first night. I stopped eating this morning at 1030 this morning. This is a Sunday. And um, because I've been reading on fast for so long, it's very important to sort of ease your way in. So what I did is I had a tofu scramble, tater tots, a whole wheat bagel with peanut butter and chow cheese on it and orange juice and coffee. That's was the way that I decided to ease my way into this fast. I finished breakfast with the family at 1030. Uh, and that 1040-ish by the time I had my last sip of coffee, and then we're, we're, in, we're in it now. Went on the stationary bike today, did my cold therapy, did a sauna, kind of into the just the normal stuff. So tomorrow, getting up, doing again, going to run or get on the bike, whatever. So um, I've just been doing some extra reading because there's been a lot of um, new research on fasting uh, in the last few years. It's kind of exciting stuff. And I thought, I'm going to get a, another book and just kind of refresh so I misread a title on Amazon. I thought it said the complete guide to water fasting, but what it said was the complete guide to fasting. I didn't know that till it the book showed up. Okay. I wanted to see water. Remember last week about filters? I wanted to see the word water. It didn't, it wasn't there. It actually wasn't there. Um, anyway, so I got this thing and I was like, ah, crap, but there's enough like good in it and the physiology and the ketosis and kind of getting into the thing about that. And then, and then he, the doctor uh, the, who wrote it? That's a, always a red flag for me, but 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 okay. Um, he said, you know, eat, and it's important to your diet after the fast. Eat unprocessed whole foods. I was like, now you're talking. He mentioned the Okinawans, which are primarily whole plant based, no dairy, very little by way of animal protein. He said, difference between whole wheat and white flour. I was like, okay, we're talking. This is good. This is good. You're reasonable. You're a reasonable MD. Then in the back of the book, he has recipes. Because why wouldn't you have recipes in the complete guide to fasting, meaning not eating? Recipe, my, uh, these are my top four favorites, okay? Uh, bulletproof coffee, 
butter in the coffee. You know, I love that, you guys. I love the butter in the coffee. I've talked about it a long time. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. <clears throat> Grain-free pancakes. Grain-free pancakes. Two, first two ingredients, two eggs, and half a cup of heavy whipping cream. Uh, at least at least 35% fat. Not at most. At least. You got to make sure you get at least 35% fat in that heavy whipping cream. Because you know why not? Otherwise, it ain't heavy. Simple homemade bacon. You know, it's not enough to go to the market and buy the bacon. You got to, now you just make it yourself. You start with, here's his, what is it? Two pounds of pork belly, two-thirds two, two cup of salt, two-thirds cup of salt. And last but not least, my favorite, chicken in quote breaded, because you don't want to do bread, because that's in pork rinds. Chicken breaded in pork rinds. So you start with the pork rinds, a lot of salt, tablespoon, uh, pepper. And black paprika, two eggs, and four chicken thighs with a skin on. Boy, I'll tell you what. I take everything back I have said for the last 11 years about doctors and nutrition. Turns out they do know about nutrition. You definitely should consult your medical doctor about nutrition. <clears throat> you heard it here last. Um, anyway, so I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. Day one, not a big deal. Again, I, this is like, even if it gets tough, I keep thinking like, this is not like tough. This is like first world developed country tough. This is not <clears throat> really tough. It's going to be that I crave an espresso. Like, oh, I can't have a, I can't, it's, I'm having a craving that's not satisfied immediately because that's the high bar of the developed world comfort. That's our high bar of comfort. We don't want to go for a second without comfort. We don't, we can't, we can't do that. Okay, so this is the first night. Now, what I'm doing is I'm going to split up the nights, the tonight and tomorrow night and Tuesday night. I'm going to split up between with a, with a, with a, a pleasant musical interlude of about five seconds. That's how you know that the day's done of this thing. And then by the third day, if I haven't had, you know, any food for three days, I may be speaking in tongues. I don't know. If I do, I'll transcribe it and you can read the show notes to find out exactly what I said. I am going to get into in this episode... Um, anti-elitism. You're going to hear about that. It's a normal episode. To you guys, it's a normal episode. I'm just saying it's split up in three parts, but it's still going to be a shorter, you know? It's still going to be the, it's going to be the What Sid Thinks podcast. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and, and so quick thanks to everybody, as always, uh, people who signed up for my mailing list and my Patreoners uh, who came to the live Q&A. We had a really nice time. Thank you guys for coming. Who, who, those of you who showed up and um, those of you who are placing reviews and just kind of coming to listen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, this is day one. We're going to get into anti-elitism. All right. Welcome back uh, to me, because you guys haven't left. You're sitting just sitting. I'm hard for me to wrap my hand, head around this whole time-space continuum as it applies to the podcast. Okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trained. That's not my thing. Uh, I'm in day two now, the evening of day two and of, the, of the said water fast. And... Um, Harder of a day today, but here's the thing, not physically, not physically hard. I mean, I exercised this morning, was running upstairs, did my usual thing. That was the rule. I'm not going to change anything this time. Um, but man, did I miss the coffee and the, not so much the food, there's a coffee. And here, here's the lesson, and I'm not going to be late. There are 16,000, if not billion, could be billion, thousand or billion, it's, those are whatever, fine line, of videos about this is what happened on my 48-hour water fast, <laughs> and they have 15,000 views or billion. So I'm not going to belabor the point. I will say 
that aside from the physical stuff that I don't want to talk about, because not you can find that out for yourself. Okay, and I may talk about it, but I don't know. But, in, but but neither here nor there. What's interesting to me is I get to find out, and I am finding out, the part that food and or coffee and or anything else plays in my happiness quotient. And I got to tell you, like, it helps me get through the day. That I will tell you that. It helps me get through the day. I'm not... I'm not necessarily happy about that. And I got to, but I think this is a good thing for me to know. Um, again, physically fine all day. I mean, just like it, weird things, you know, I'd get like a little uh, achiness in my legs and I'd go, oh, whoops. And then five minutes later, gone, you know, a little bit of a headache, five minutes later, gone, you know, like nothing stuck. It was like, fine. I was productive. I worked. I had no problems thinking and things like that. Um, but just noticing how those moments of, and these aren't the moments that I'm a big fan of, these moments of, you know, me going downstairs and making an espresso and drinking the espresso, like, and then having that to be the next thing I look forward to. That's what I realized was a, a, a big player. I'm probably on top of this more than most just because of my uh, job. And I'm aware of eating. I pay attention to it. I try to get other people to pay attention to it. In a, in a similar fashion, at least have it on your radar. So there's no, there's no battles. Um, but, but even me, like definitely, you know, we all rely on that kind of drug hit, you know, like I finished the first espresso and I'm thinking I'm working, working, not enjoying it. It's crazy crap happens at work, crazy shit, bad day, but I got the next espresso coming and that's, give me, oh, okay, I got the next espresso coming. And that really makes a difference. So when you give up that stuff, um, when I do anyway, I, I definitely do realize like, okay, so what's really that bad right now? You know, like it makes you ask the questions that I think are worth asking. Okay. So I'm not saying you guys should do a water fast. I'm just saying even my intermittent fasting that I've been doing does afford me similar kinds of, of, of occurrences where at night I'm done eating at 6 PM and I got the evening with my family where, you know, other nights, like on the weekends I'm eating, 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 and now I got to find pleasure in non-food and um and that's been a really super beneficial probably more than anything physical of intermittent fasting has been that ability to now look for things that are non-food related so if there's a lesson there take it okay just take it wrap it up put it in your pocket you know what put it under the christmas tree or the hanukkah bush put it under there unwrap it for christmas merry christmas to you uh anti uh, <coughs> elitism Okay, I almost said anti-athleticism, which I'm not anti-athleticism. Um, anti-elitism. I'm going to get into the elitist part of this whole thing, but first I'm going to talk about a follow-up of last week's podcast when I railed, yes, railed, on Chris Kresser, the doctor, no, 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 acupuncturist, uh, who, who, who debunked uh, the movie The Game Changer. Well, I was, you heard me being, being very bothered. Apparently, I wasn't the only one that had 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 my panties in a bunch about um, about this guy because quickly thereafter, and I have to uh, thank my old friend Brian <clears throat> who sent me an email also and said there was a full podcast episode. I didn't know that. I did see a quick uh, video clip of Chris Kresser and this guy James Wilkes who is one of the producers of the movie and he's an ultimate, ultimate fighter. And they're debating, and I went, what's going on with this? I saw the clip, and then my buddy Brian uh, commented on the website and said, hey, there's a, like a four-hour podcast, um, which was then a debate. Very interesting, wouldn't you say? So so Rogan brings on this thing, so it must have been a brouhaha. 
And um, so Rogan brings this guy in to sort of defend himself, which I think is only fair because, good Lord, this guy was spewing some crazy crap that was just not questioned, certainly not by Joe Rogan, who's just like, yeah, I know, accessibility and bioavailability of amino acid profiles. And I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I just want to just say those things because it kind of sounds like what I'm talking about. After the debate, uh, Rogan posted, I'm going to read his words, okay? Uh, there's a direct quote, vegans, which is funny when you just, Hey, vegans, like vegans, you're going to love this one. Uh, and then he tags James Wilkes. But anyway, James Wilkes, one of the producers of the game changers came on to challenge some of the criticism that Chris Kresser presented about the movie. And to, to say he did well would be a tremendous understatement. James knocked it out of the park and defended himself and the film quite spectacularly. So much so that I'm actually considering taking the original breakdown of the film offline. That's how handily James Wilkes handed Chris Kresser his freaking ass. Handed his he got his ass handed to him by James Wilkes. Okay. It was it that difficult to do? No, it wasn't. It wasn't because this guy was again just totally irresponsible. But I'm just happy that he didn't go unchecked because that's the way of the world now. We just kind of throw out a thing and then and then it just goes out there and, and this was a debate that got quickly dealt with. You know, it's not like a correction in an article on the front page where like two months later there's a there's a, a correction. There's an article on the front page, says something, there's a correction three months later and it's like on page eight and, and it's too late. It's too late, right? But this was immediate. So hats off to Joe Rogan. Um, and better yet, what I would say is hats off to all the people who raised a stink about it and said, don't let this guy off. Uh, Scott free. Okay. Don't, don't do it, Joe. Don't freaking do it. Um, anyway, and I almost felt like I listened to a lot of the podcasts. I skipped around on them because again, um, but, but this guy was like, he got his, he got handed and I thought, gosh, should I feel sorry for him? I thought, no, I don't feel sorry for him. Why? Because he freaking started it. He started it. I also side note. Rogan, James Wilkes, Kresser, nigh a nutritionist in the room, which I think is interesting. Like they couldn't bring on Gregor or like Garth Davis, who could have just done it and also done it. You know what I mean? Mm. Kresser was like misquoting, uh, cutting off parts of quotes. And Wilkes was like, you misquoted me. You, uh, you didn't finish the quote. He was citing studies that had really, really no relevance at all to the whole deal. And he just wanted to do that. And, and probably people who didn't see the follow-up are going to hire him and he'll make a bunch of money. Good for him. Good for him. Okay. But what I want to talk about is elitism. You have to understand this point. Game changers Game Changers is a movie about elite athletes on a plant-based diet. Can they do it? Of course. That's not my point. Here's what I'm talking about. We watch this movie and we see the back and forth and we talk about supplementation and we talk about, and it's all geared to elite athletes. Okay. It is all geared toward elite athletes, which is fine, which is fine, but it is not relevant to most of us, and I mean 99.9% of us, it is simply not relevant. A lot of what we see in the world is geared and focused toward elite athleticism, not toward regular people. The problem is, is that the line is never drawn like that. It's never a warning that says, listen, the conversation you're about to hear is really for like elite athletes. It's not for, we take it to mean 
oh, you can't do this, you can do that, you have to do this, this works. If, if, if an athlete is on a diet, a cuckoo diet, like keto diet, and is thriving, we think, well, then that's a great diet for me. But it's that's a logic jump that is, it doesn't, rationality does not bear that out. Here's why. Because that diet may be working for them. I don't know. Maybe it is. For the moment, for their job, which is athleticism, it's not a long-term, necessarily, not a long-term healthy decision. In other words, there's athletic performance, and then there's life performance. Those are two different things. And it is, it, it is very important that you guys and I and regular people understand the difference because we get caught up in the madness of lists and, and, and podcasts like this and look following somebody who's doing a thing and we go, we're going to do that too. But they're doing you know, six hours in the gym and a four-hour bike ride. It doesn't apply to us. And we go, I'm going to do what they do, but you have to do all of what they do. Sort of like the paleo diet. Like you can't just take the diet of the paleo. You have to do like everything else that the paleolithic era of people were doing to sort of make that make sense. But that's us. That's an aside. Okay. So when the elitism that I'm talking about here, elitism is, is, is just that, which is a lot of these things are subtly, um, you know, we, we, we can, we try to connect to them and we grab the information and we try to apply it to our lives, but it's not really that great of an application. Okay. Now what you're going to hear me do now is another five second musical interlude. And you're going to talk to me on the third night, the third evening. Okay. And this one, I'll probably do Latin, half Latin, half Portuguese. Okay. Day three, evening of day three. We're, we're, this is the final stretch. And, um, tomorrow morning I'm going to get up and about 10.30, I'll finish the full three days and have myself, probably have myself an espresso. I mean, can we just, can we celebrate with that? You might've thought, you know, I wonder, probably a good idea if he just, now that he's been off caffeine for three days, probably just give it up. What are you, insane? Okay, I don't live in communist Russia. We drink espresso in America. And I think we're the only country that drinks espresso. I, th- I think, I don't know. I'd have to Google. I'll probably Google that. Today was the roughest day uh, of the three days. I Usually people go, second day is a hard. Yesterday, yesterday was a breeze. Today was hard, I think, because I saw the final stretch, and I was like, can we just get this done? Um, little stomach rumbling, but otherwise an odd amount of energy. Like, I want to say like an odd amount. Like, I thought I'd just be kind of, but fine. Got on the bike this morning, and then just all day. In fact, Jeff was like, you're like pacing around. I had like, ex- I had like excess energy uh, boiled up. So anyway... Uh, that's what that is. And, um, again, I'm not going to go deep into the whole fasting thing. I will say if you want to Google, uh, autophagy, A-U-T-O-P-H-A-G-Y, it's kind of the house cleaning aspect of that. I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. So back to elitism and I'll sort of wrap this up. Um, I'm not saying that we shouldn't strive for, for the elite, but just, we gotta be, we, here's what we need to do for ourselves. You for yourself, me for myself, define what elite is for you. Because if it's elite athlete, you're going to, most people are going to have to, oh, I don't know, change your job, for instance, uh, a lot. And and depending on how old you are, uh, admit that it's impossible. So that's something else. And so anyway, defining elite, because I'm all for striving elite. I'm all for striving for that. But I'm not about elite athleticism. That's a very specific subsection 
of elite. What I am saying is when you hear these podcasts and the thing and the top, the internet is full of top 10 top superfoods and we feel the pressure of that. We read a book and it says the daily dozen and we feel all of a sudden we read that and then we feel like, holy crap, I missed one of the daily dozen or I missed the top 10 superfood today. Am I going to die? You're not going to die. Because it doesn't matter. It's not like that. That's not how nutrition is. We didn't have to ramp up to get the very, very best. And by the way, people have different lists. So that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, even if there was one list, you're going to be okay. Our bodies are, if nothing else, super resilient. This fast is a perfect example of how resilient. We are designed to deal in deficits. On the balance, we want to be able to nourish our bodies so that we can afford to go without sometimes, but we definitely were designed to go without. It's only a modern world issue where being surrounded by food at all times put us in a mode of just eating and storing, eating and storing, eating and storing. When we stop that, the body goes, oh, can you thank you for the first break I've had in 42 years. Can I now like do more business because I don't have to deal with your freaking food habit. Cause I'd like to be able to actually take care of what's going on here that you've been letting go. That's what the body says. My mind says it in, 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 in like an English accent, but yours is I'm guaranteeing saying the same, same exact words. Okay. All right. My point is that I'm not, look, I love, I fantasize sometimes about being like going on all fruit for a while, like just being a total fruit, fruit and like, leafy greens like fruit leafy just doing that for a while but the thing is and that would be like elite in the diet realm but we all know if you listen to me you've heard me say a thousand times life happiness stress reduction is a bigger picture than food a way bigger picture and when you put your all your eggs into that then all of a sudden i gotta not travel i gotta not hang out with my kids at 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 a dinner i gotta bring food everywhere i can't you know like it's i i'm striving for uh, the best life possible the most elite if you want to use that word but I don't really think you need to, the best life possible, which means I have to, on the balance, weigh all the aspects of my life. And I urge people to do that too, so that you can say, okay, in order to live an elite life, I'm not going to go all the way elite in this one area. So that while it may be interesting to listen to a Joe Rogan podcast about game changers, about elite athletes going plant-based, it's watch it like you watch a mob movie. That's yeah, it's fun to watch. Good fellas, amazing movie, but it doesn't apply to me. I don't go like, oh, that's okay. So that's I got to do that stuff. It's it's not, and that, I think that was a documentary. Somebody email me. I think Goodfellas was a documentary. Am I right about? I don't know. I can't remember. It's I think it was. I think it was a documentary. The point is, is it's not. You can grab nuggets of truth. There's no doubt about it. And I think it's a good thing to know. Like elite athletes can do it. So if they can do it, I could probably do it by doing it a lot even less than they're doing it because they're taxing their bodies and minds on such a huge level that if they can pull it off, I got to be able to pull it off by doing a fraction of what they do. I think that's a healthy way to sort of add up the entire picture there, okay? Instead of getting all kind of freaked out about it. So that's kind of where I'm going to fall down. I'm going to say one thing one other thing, and this is the the beauty of 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 language, how you can subtly make a, a subject change. You know, that's one of my pet peeves. But they go, I hear this all the time. But ketogenesis, like you lose fat on ketogenesis, and that what that sounds like is you know is that that's healthy. That ketogenic diet is healthy. Does it burn fat? Of course, it burns fat. That's the mechanism of the body to survive in the absence of freaking sugar for the brain. So it converts fat to ketone bodies and it sends them up to the brain because it busts through the blood brain, brain barrier and it sends it up there and it keeps you running during 
Starvation. Now, I'm an ultra athlete, not a good one, and I'm not really a, you know an athlete, but I do ultra marathons. Is fat burning uh, essential? You bet your ass. You can't run 36 miles or 34 miles or whatever the things I've done uh, and on carbohydrate only. You can't do it. You've got to be able to train your body to be somewhat fat adaptive so that you can continue to burn fat longer because you have way more fat stores than you do carbohydrate stores in the muscles and mostly the liver glycogen is called so you burn through that and you kind of refuel during the run but really you want to be able to burn fat to keep you going as long as possible so that's amazing yes ketogenesis there's a certain place i can see how athletes would want to kind of train their bodies to kick into keto to the ketogenic model because it enables them to perform but again it's not necessarily healthy that's a separate question it's a separate question. Does it burn fat? Yes. That's not the point for most of us. For most of us, we want to be at a healthy weight and feel good in our bodies and have energy and not get sick and have low inflammation. Ketogenesis doesn't do that. It doesn't deliver long-term health. It will deliver short-term fat burning. Okay. It's a subject change. Dig it. Subject change. Okay. If you're an athlete, an elite athlete, pay attention to that stuff. If you're not, don't. Okay. But most importantly, learn to tell the difference between things that are geared toward that and things that are geared toward most of us, most of the rest of the world. Okay. Okay. I'm going to finish up and thank you for bearing with me on the three, three day tomorrow. I'm very happy to get done. I'm really happy that I did it. And I got to tell you on the balance. So like relatively easy, my concern today, my struggle today was 96.4% mental. The a little bit of stomach rumbling, but then it would go away. I get a little he- sore throat, then it'd go away. It was just sort of my body getting rid of stuff I knew that was happening. That was nothing. Like I didn't feel hungry. I just drank water. Like it was fine. It was mental. It was just smelling somebody's coffee or walking by a plate of food and just craving it. Not feeling hungry, but craving it. That was like so today. What I felt like, and it's not a joke. I felt like that point in the ultra marathons that I've run, where you really want to quit and people go, you always want to quit, but you actually do. Like it's real. Like I started hearing the words in my, in my mind of you've done enough. You did the two days. That was your initial, you don't have to do a third day. Like you did want to do two days. That was this morning at 10 30. Like you're good. Have a cup of coffee. It's fine. You've done, you can do another one, another time and add another day. I started feeling, and it sounds like me. And I, I sort of kind of questioned. And so one of the things I did was before I started, it was, I had actually started, but I was in a few hours in, I wrote myself a little note about the reasons why I was doing this. I said, I, I, first of all, it's a freaking choice. And second, I'm fine with discomfort. I get in a cold shower every day. These are things that I've trained myself to do. I'm okay. I'm okay with fear. I'm okay with trepidation. I don't like them, but I feel them. I've gotten pretty good. It's a process, but I'm learning to just kind of act in spite of those things, not trying to make them go away, but act in spite of them. I made some notes for myself. Why? Because in the moment where you hear those voices, I want to know, is that really me? Is it really me? Because if it is, then I'll have a cup of coffee and break the fast or break the fast with whatever. But I went back to that note and I realized that wasn't me. That was me just trying to get out of the last little stretch that I know that tomorrow I'll be happy that I finished it up. Okay. I'm not saying you guys should go do a fast. I'm saying this is a good applicable is what I train people. This is how I train people to know the real you so that you have somewhere to, to, you have an anchor to go back to when things are in question, when things are in times of stress, when you start to question things then start to, to convince yourself to make decisions that you kind of on some level think, I don't know if this is really what I want to do. You know, you, you can get the answer right away. 
You don't have to then go to the freaking Himalayas and, and soul search. You, you know, you go, oh my God, there's the mind chatter again. There's the mind chatter. Okay. I'll finish up with this. Do not overthink fasting. If you guys are thinking about this going, maybe I should, maybe autophagy and, and immune system and it's resetting the gut back to all. Yes, there's amazing stuff and you can go, you can read, read about it. It's, it's, and I would urge you to, it's kind of amazing. Intermittent fasting, really good stuff. There's good, solid research on it. It's, it's not, you know, one of these things, it's real. I've talked about it before in this podcast, so I won't go into it more. But what I want you to think about is that fasting is like, is look, think about it as, as housekeeping. Okay, it's housekeeping. It's house cleaning, rather, not housekeeping, kind of, but house cleaning, okay? It's like that. So imagine your house, and you just keep buying stuff, and, and which we do, and we buy, we put in the house. We just buy stuff more and put in the house, and we buy stuff more, and it just gets cluttered. And it becomes um, much more, uh, affects us, not physically, I mean, we have to move around a little bit, and it's harder to move around, but mentally, it's, it's hard to, like, you'll have to look for stuff. It's hard to just do day-to-day stuff when your house is full of clutter. And so, periodically to take the clutter out, to clean things, to organize the drawer that every, that we all have in our kitchens, that when we open it, it's like a freaking horror film to, to take t- five minutes a day or one minute a day, that would be my small steps or 10 minutes on a weekend and organize that thing and notice how it changes your quality of life. I know it's weird and it sounds mundane and stupid, but it really does because it makes your every day a little more manageable when you have a house that's not as cluttered and, and, the, and it makes you think clear. And if you think I'm using the house as a metaphor for our bodies, I, I eventually, yes, but not right then. I'm actually talking about your actual house. When you get it uncluttered, decluttered, you feel better mentally. You can think clearer. You can do more things. You can be more productive. It, it changes the quality of your life day to day. Now, the metaphor. Our bodies need sometimes to house clean. And when we are continually putting things in our bodies, storing and putting things and piling things up, we too have a hard time, our bodies have a hard time acting in the way that is their design, their natural design, which is one of times where we didn't eat so much and had time, we stopped compiling and started cleaning out. And that's all this fast was. Don't overthink it. For me, it wasn't a spiritual thing. I didn't go like, oh my God, man, I saw, it was like, can I take Mentally, do I have the strength to take time off from this? Physically, I know I'm okay because I've done the reading and it's fine. And if I'm not fine, I'll stop it. But can I house clean? Can I can I give my body a freaking break to clean house and to 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 get rid of the stuff it doesn't even want in there now? But it can't. It doesn't have the time. Okay. All right. You guys. Tomorrow morning, espresso. It's best news ever. Everything cold here 
setting up around me Through all these distractions I'm waiting to see What I am against, what I am against, what I am against And all the violence sings Decision they are 
Hold me down.